0: Waffle
1: on Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Waffle on Podcast. I'm Simon Eddings, and I'm Mark Kelly. And on this edition, we are talking about the professionals. This is getting quite good. You see this banter that we got going back and forth after yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah, I thought
2: you're going for the chocolates over there. Were you handling it. No, that, <laughs> was, uh, that? Was oh, uh, that was? Yeah, I thought I didn't think that was a motion for me to say. So why I thought, oh, here me, we go the
1: chocolate again? Why didn't you tell me that there was chocolates? Because over there? Because I'm not going to take you away from your job. Oh, well, that's fair enough. But well, you give me a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> How many yeah. sugars been here? Are you trying to get me white? It can be any amount. Are you trying to get me <laughs> I buzzing? I don't even know buzzing anymore. With buzzing with the sugar. My short-term memory's not so great. wonder why. Let's not go. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, on this edition, we're talking about the professionals now unusual for Waffle On. Uh, I'm taking a slight back Of course I won't, will I? Because I know not are talking from the, the hastily wrote script that I've done. But this is, uh, this is, Cal's, um, this is Cal's bag, really. This is yeah. your programme, isn't it? You're the one who suggested this programme. Um, now, before we get into the ins and outs, uh, we have this.
0: Jeez, get on with the housekeeping already.
1: Housekeeping girl. Your favourite, one of your favourite parts of the show, apart from the end. <laughs> no, yeah, that's probably right.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's the welcoming response I get from all our listeners. Yeah,
1: do, you, uh, do you want to say that anymore, more, so guess i am got to say it. Yeah? it. You, you know, the reason why you're saying that is because you've actually got to do some work today. And also the fact you've got some badge making. Oh, yeah, more badge making ba- today. More about that in a moment. Uh, we have email...
0: Ooh, so, do you want me to read the first one
1: right? uh, This one is from Asley Jatt, who has been in touch before. And this is his email. Hi guys, just wanted to drop a quick line to say how much I enjoyed your recent Lowell and Hardy episode. Like you, I have fond memories of watching their antics on the BBC whilst growing up in the 1970s. I totally agree with what you said regarding showing them to your kids while they are young. I did this and my family, and I had great fans too. The pace of their films may be slow, but you just know you're in for some fun once they appear. Now, I'm originally from England, but I've been living near San Francisco for the past 10 years. And thanks to the internet, I've been able to keep in touch with all things British, including your podcast, which I discovered when Norman Wisdom sadly uh, passed away. San Francisco, Cal, one of your favourite tourists. Oh, it's right? a fantastic not
2: place. Not where about... Where, where, where's Yvonne, did He say? he's
1: from Berkeley. He says live, uh, living near San Francisco. I, I wouldn't like to... Uh, it's from Berkeley, then. Berkeley. Is that, is that a good... Is that a nice yeah, place? Yeah, it's a cool place, place. I wouldn't like to wouldn't like say it because San Francisco's on the edge of the, uh, America, so <laughs> no, it's That's so, cool. Yeah. No, Berkeley's like a college town right next to it. It's a really cool place. All right, Hasly, uh, let us know. Unless, of course, you don't want us to know your address. Yeah. Um, it's sad that you hardly ever see their movies now on TV, but there's one great channel we get TCM. Which showed loads of their stuff in January. Well, time from us, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think you can probably get that channel in England too, uh, which I wish I had more time so I could maybe contribute a few words before you actually produce an episode. But better late than never. Anyway, to repay the favour of listening to your waffle about subjects close to my taste, I'd like to share some stuff with you in my own collection. And uh, he has done indeed. He sent me over some low and up. At least I think, yes, yes, you have. Yes, got to listen to it. Uh, that was a while ago that he sent it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, guys, uh, thanks again for the great stories, and um, and cheers, Asley. P.S. If you're thinking uh, what a weird name, uh, you'd be right. This is just the one I use on the internet. I thought I thought as much. No, I do know the reason why, but I'm not too sure if you wanted me to say. Uh, I'll tell you off it. Uh, we also have uh, some <coughs> iTunes feedback, and uh, thanks to Miss Daria and Martin O'Horan Oz, both from the Australia iTunes. Ooh. So thank you uh, yeah. to you two over there in Australia. Uh, pl- uh, thank you very much. Anyone else in Australia, please do leave us a feedback. And over here in the UK, the most recent ones are Dean B 23 Jerry D, and SolihullDom, all from the UK. Please do leave us iTunes reviews um, because we do need some more. And it's always nice to get them, isn't it? Even if it's uh, not positive. Must, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll ignore it. But you'll be on there. Uh, we also have some thanks to guys. so I'm going to read some thanks here. Uh, Cal, Uh, Dan Vier, Rick Moyer, Stefan Sornak Sue Kissonweather, Jen Rhodes, Al Kessel, Kenny Mitlader, Tiffany Buckner, uh, the boys from Happy Times, Here Goes Nothing and Gareth Edwards who all have been retweeting and bigging up Waffle on and uh, all you brilliant people on the Facebook page Uh, and talking about the Facebook page, Cal, um, we've got some competition winners Winners. that you said and what was the answer for the question you set Clubber Lang Clubberlang Lang is the answer and uh, we have three winners Oh, okay actually we've got four sorry Ooh. we had three emails come through with the answer uh, and uh, two of these people do podcasts and uh, one I actually name mentioned on the last podcast So, but there you go there the, the people coming in Names the breaks. Yeah, breaks and the winners are for one of Carol's badges and you might get a signed photograph if I end up printing that because I did say a poster but we've only got two of those and I can't afford to do them again um, the winners are Drum roll, if you had a drum, make it better too much because the microphone will be next. Tim Morris, who does the Appetimes uh, podcast. Ooh. Susan Stewart. Ooh. And Al Kessel from Towels from the Mayor's House Ooh. podcast.
2: Be prepared for very
1: random badges. Random badges coming your way, so please do send us your address. Uh, in, I don't already have it which I don't so please do send it over and from Facebook we did say that anybody after number of 150 for, yeah. we've got 158 now the irritating thing is <laughs> I won't make it eight <laughs> like, no 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 is no. He's, uh, he's that when, before we uh, when we recorded the show we only we had 149 when I went home to edit the show which was on the day after we recorded it we had 153 so we've gone for the out uh, of the eight that was uh, up to picking up no okay so I picked it out of those hats we've thrown darts Add it to find out who it was. Who was it? And the person who has won the fourth badge is... Mr. Patrick Stratford. I it's Patrick Stewart then, I thought... Well, that, that would been, have been impressive, be impressive. So, uh, Mr. Patrick Stratford, if you're listening to these podcasts, please do... Well, I can only presume he does, because he's on the Facebook page. Yeah. Does, <laughs> that he from, be does he come from Stratford? That uh, would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know, because I, 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 I'm not friends with him on Facebook. That's no That's no disrespect to you, yeah, Patrick. I, um, I'm, not
2: I'm, I'm not friends. I'm not friends with you. to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, if you want to friend me, then please do. It's entirely up to you. Um, but, yeah, Patrick, so send us your address to waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. We'll also throw in... Um, uh, something, and you can. If there's a picture of us, you can throw a dart, at it, use it as a tea coaster, yeah. or just do something. We don't normally do that, in fact, we find it quite vain and go up. as Cal finds it quite disturbing. But yes, I do. Um, but, um, but there you go. So, on to the professionals. And what do we always do, Cal? We play the best theme tune ever. version of that theme tune there. Kurt. Oh, is it the full four, the four one? You, you say it's surprised? Well, no, I just thought, you know, because it's late. Are you, are you giving away our editing techniques then? No, no. It was just a,
2: thought it might be just the blast of, like, you get, like, at the, the advert
1: break, you know. <laughs> but
2: no, it's the proper, proper.
1: Now, you did. mentioned earlier on, just before we started uh, recording this podcast, that um, you think this theme tune is, ranks the highest of one of all the themes. Do you want to explain why you think that, and also what other theme tunes come close to it?
2: Well... Uh, me, me and my me man here are very. Inf- you know, I know it's gone kind out of fashion these days to be not to have, like, have a theme tune, isn't it? It's like. It's, I think it comes from the American idea that you just have, like, it'll just come up the name of the thing and then it'll be on in a second, won't it? Yeah, I, that really kind of started with Lost, do you think? It did, mm-hmm. and now it's just permeated it. You know, I love Outcast as, like, a little tiny bit at the beginning. And it's like sometimes you can't be a great theme tune. <laughs> and this is in Up There with The Streets of San Francisco, ooh, which ooh, I right. think
1: is the best. I think might be the best American one ever. Do you think? So you think the streets of San Francisco is the best American one? It's funky. It's funky. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do then. You've just said that right like, to me, right yeah. now Normally we play a song, don't we, at the end of the uh, at the end of the, oh. the podcast? Uh, to be honest, with you, I don't know what other song we could play from the professionals. So there's not really there's really I mean, much music. So I'll play the Streets of San Francisco at the end if you want. Yeah, yeah, sure do that. Go on man. and then yeah, so let anyone get back to me as well if they agree with that. Yeah, okay, here's something for you then, good old listeners from around the world. Cal um, Cal stating quite clearly here that he thinks the Streets of San Francisco is the best television theme tune. Yeah. We don't want we'll to do film. That's not fair. Not a different television theme, theme tune. If you think of one better. And thus we'd cover it in a podcast. Yeah. Email us. Let us know to waffle on podcast at googlemail or gmail.com. And before anyone sends anyone in, it is better than Star Trek. Oh, my. Because people will course. go, it's Star
2: Trek. And no, no. Get no. away from what you like about it. You know it's what? It's not you know, the best theme tune. No. The you know what
1: makes a good theme tune? Right? One that you could put on your iPod not be ashamed if he comes on. Street San Francisco.
2: Time. It's a funky yeah. number. Professionals. If you had that, when you're jogging, it you might jog faster. The Sweeney you go these are cl- they don't do it anymore. the last I think the last really good theme tune was Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes not so much mm. Ashes to Ashes Life on Mars was a really good beginning. it was like an old fashioned British Granada 70s ITV mm. series where they were doing gra- Avengers Avengers oh the original the original I'm going to um,
1: the great Doctor Who nice. we're not so really keen on the newer ones oh, but I almost, uh, season 5 I was a lot more keener than I was in the last one to four yeah, but I mean, I know that I know that we've had a lot of feedback from people who have turned around and absolutely get a kick. Of hearing the theme tune when we play about the program, and I think it does get you into because as soon as you hear the thing, you might be thinking the professionals, professionals, what? Mm, can't quite, can't quite, and then suddenly you hear the music, and bang, you're back in the 1970s when you were a kid in your gym jams, wanting a capri, yeah, wanting a capri and (laughs) fighting, 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 and kicking up, yeah, and after the ladies, (laughs) we're talking about Uh, okay, so um, it's created by Brian Clemens. Uh, the three main actors in The Professionals was Gordon Jackson, Martin Shaw, and Lewis Collins. The theme music, as you heard earlier on, was composed by Laurie Johnson. What a wicked name. Um, there was, a, uh, sorry, there was a five series and a total of uh, 57 episodes produced by Avengers MK1 Productions. And what's the reason why? Why is that reason? Don't know. Don't know? Because Prime uh, Clemens also created the Avengers.
2: That's right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the name
1: was given away there. Yeah, to, <laughs> to write <laughs> that
2: is because... He, um, the new Avengers, yeah, right. which was terrible, was in trying to was that we- mix the, yeah, <laughs> was trying to, now, he was doing a hand movement there, any <laughs> British listeners
1: will know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, it's the Nescafe movement to do the <laughs> of hunt. if anyone's interested.
2: <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, I think he tried, he tried to mix mm. the Avengers mm-hmm. and the professionals with the new Avengers, didn't he? Mm. And all I can think of, I can't remember anything Oh like that, is Joanna Lumley.
1: Oh, Joanna Lumley.
2: Being hot. And I can't remember anything else. Yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I it's, it's a really memorable series, isn't it? The yeah, New Avengers. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get. Uh, you... I'm not a massive Avengers fan, anyways, but no. I know people love it. I, I, well, I mean, it's a too,
1: too, too tongue in cheek and ironic for me. Yeah, there's a podcast come out um, called The Time Vault. Uh, big shout out to you guys. Uh, they used to do um, Cadmium Two, uh, and they, they have, uh, their main thing is the Avengers. Uh, yeah. Worth checking out if you're a big, a big but Avengers. But
2: I wouldn't say you never, never. It's never really caught us, has it?
1: You know All what? The things I was did, I was an Avengers fan, and I'll be totally honest with you. I was really an Avengers fan for Emma Peel and Steed uh, not so much with the Blackman did it uh, and not oh. so much afterwards was it Linda Thornton who did, did uh, it play the was it
2: the King was it someone called
1: King mm, yeah I don't know which King it was doesn't yeah. matter anyway we'll, yeah. we'll probably get any for it yeah, yeah, uh, yeah uh, made the original channel one was ITV uh, can now be seen on ITV4 as I know because I watch it nearly every night that's right it's your bag uh, original one from 1977 to 1983 although it actually finished filming in 1981 not many people know that um, so let's uh, give it the summary. Yeah, but you, you, you just go back, You think that, though, right?
2: Five series and only 57 episodes. Yeah. Right? If that was in the States, how many... We'd be about 170 episodes or something. How many, how many series of Friends was that?
1: There was... Uh, ooh, now it was a 10... 11, 11 series of Friends. For, 20 odd episodes per... Oh, yeah. So, so
2: that's it, and I'm that's not. it. You know, I and mean, for Britain, that's a lot. It is a lot. That yeah, is a five,
1: lot. Five wow. a, of a lot, really. You wouldn't get five. Which well, is money so because, in really, <laughs> it's not very dated. Well, no, uh, it's like. Should we, we say that later on? Like, as we get into yeah. it, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll it. Okay, so I'm going to read out what we've uh, what we've got here. So, Cal, do you jump in? Yeah. yeah. Um, the professionals they are cl- uh, known as Criminal Intelligence Five or CI Five. Did you think they were real when you were a kid? I did. I did, actually,
2: yeah. I didn't know until I was a bit older. I thought it was real. Thinking I thought I home to and work for C.I. 5. To oh, yeah, you get to
1: wear you get to wear cool clothes. And
2: <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Wear so a leather jacket it. and just drink and fight. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know. yeah well, Yeah, because it's like, almost like you, you think MI5 was probably a bit like that as well in, uh, in the 90s. Well, that's what
2: I'm, I think. that
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't, because... It
2: was only made to be, to be the Sweeney, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a Sweeney yeah. beat, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what sort of, it was made for. Sweeney the, was coming to the end. Coming to the end. You know, carry on anyway.
1: We'll talk, we, as we're going through, we can talk more about this. Uh, the law enforcement department instructed by the Home Secretary. It's always the Home Secretary, isn't it? Uh, to use any means which deals with crimes of a serious nature that go beyond the capacity of the police. Um, their choice name, uh, Criminal Investigation, Department 5 uh, and MI5, um, now... This was also kind of like, as you said earlier on, as a follow-up to the Sweeney. So it's just a little bit above the police, not so much. Uh, well, it, it, and also out of the out of the law with them. Yeah, Bob. it had the it had
2: the it had the bits where you where Regan and Carter were fighting because they're the bits that people wanted. It wasn't the procedural part of that police series that people liked. It was them driving really quick, mm. jumping out of the car, running out, and having a toe-to-toe with someone. So they. So I think that was just because that, that's what the professionals was yeah.
1: loads of car chases and fight scenes wasn't yeah, it yeah well Cowley always turns around and says as he puts it fight fire with fire and they'll always go in against terrorists hitmen, racist groups and esp- espionage uh, suspects so yeah it's really you know, you know eye for an eye kind of way of, uh, of doing things now Cowley's two best agents uh, Ray Doyle played by Martin Shaw and William Bodie played by Lewis Collins Doyle is an ex-detective constable who has worked the seedier parts of London Wall, Bodie's an ex paratrooper mercenary and SAS. I can actually I can actually elongate them because I know more about their
2: Okay then. Do you want know from... to know? Yes, please. Well do. actually. Uh, Doyle <laughs> worked. He was a policeman in the Docklands. Ooh. That's where he was. It was the roughest London thingy and he was the only one that cleaned it up. That's where he was post for. Right, where Bodie
0: mm-hmm.
2: was a, he was a merchant navy, he worked in the merchant navy Uh, absconded from the ship become a mercenary. then the SAS signed him up and then he was poked from the SAS to the coppers (laughs) now let me get something right there ain't many people look at the SAS they're doing his and I oh right I know I'll become a
1: copper Yeah, It does, does not work like that. that. In, no. in fact, it's a way around <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we are bordering the point of fiction here. Anyone think this weren't real? <laughs> yeah, no, but there you go. That's the, that's the proper. Yeah, no, that's no, no. Uh Of the two of them, Doyle is the softer, compassionate, and more thoughtful character, while Bodie is ruthless and more willing to take on criminals on their own <laughs> terms. Uh, that said, Doyle is more hot headed and tended to rush in while Bodie waits for the shooting to start. Um, while popular opposites, Bodie and Doyle have a deep and enduring friendship and are almost inseparable, although their loyalty to to is beyond question. They have no qualms about disobeying orders, as if meant to get the right result, uh, either for the case or, of course, for themselves. Um, in out of every episode that you've seen, how many times do they go against Cowley's orders? Would you say out of fifty-seven? Yeah, probably
2: fifty-seven. Do you want to <laughs> know an interesting fact? You know, uh, episode fifty-seven was never shown in Britain. It was, really? banned. it was banned because it was too racist it was about the Klu Klux Klan in London never shown every other country in the world saw it apart from us has it not been shown since? No. Nope. if you get the box set DVDs on there but they're not allowed still do you know why? because it was seen as racist but how can you write
1: about a racist without being racist yeah, it's very, racist. say racist things. It's a bit like it's a bit like doing a program about Hitler, but then cutting out the anti-Semitic. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and, the,
2: and the writer was, a, was disgusted with it because they reckon it was the strongest episode ever written, and we never saw it in this country. Obviously, we
1: people have now, but the yeah, states yeah, they been... saw it. It's
2: called the Clansman. Man. Oh,
1: there you right. go. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Uh, actors uh, Collins and Shaw became friends off screen, but managed to keep up their on-screen chemistry. In enough. ironically, um, they was in an episode of uh, the New Avengers. And I didn't get on with each other at all. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was that episode of um, The New Avengers that uh, they saw and thought, well, actually, those two could play the yeah, oh, yeah. Originally, Anthony Andrews was contracted to play Bodhi, uh, but he and Shaw uh, just did not have the chemistry. And, you know, Gareth Hunt was going to play Doyle. Oh, true? true.
2: Think about it. Same hair. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that's... You <laughs> just have to see what we curly or yeah. you could But have do you know why, though? It, 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 Right, if you know the two series, if you know that series, right, it's exactly the same as Starsky and Hutch. Oh, what the, the professionals? Oh, yeah, well he was uh, yeah, definitely. Apart from what they did, even the hair, the hair and the look of them. They had the tougher one. Mm. You had the the one who was more down was, with the was, kids. Was
1: was Lewis Collins though well, his
2: character? He was caught one like, with the lady. Yeah. he with the ladies? Hutch in that, mm. yeah. H- Hutch was one of the girls. Mm. And uh, Starsky, Paul Markadais, yeah, was, was a bit more hippie-going.
1: Hippie yeah. and David Sol's on those um, oh, yeah. uh, supermarket adverts now. <laughs> I know. It's it's still pointing at the picture of the biddy Ford Torino. What
2: is it, the Ford Torino? Ford Torino, yeah. You
1: know,
2: you've got to move away from that. Like yeah. And, oh, and yeah, an awesome again, car. I think Starsky is another... Thing where people like it better when you actually see it's rubbish, yeah, because it's only good for two series because they banned all the violence and he grew a moustache. It just it was a terrible <laughs> series. The first two yeah, were really yeah. tough, then there was loads of censorship issues in the late 70s America, so mm. they took all the violence out of it. It's like the 18, weren't it? The 18
1: in your head, brilliant. You watch it, it's rubbish, rubbish, yeah, it is. And it's also again where I think almost uh. Um, the vehicles used in the programs overtake the popular programme So you're like you just said then the Fortuna, you know the Fortuna. Uh, then you've also got the eighteen, you know the, the GMC uh, Dodge van. Yeah, Dodge Yeah, uh, uh, yeah eighty three. I
2: don't remember anything about it, apart from the car, the Dodge, car, the, the the, the, Dodge the, car, jumping yeah. out the side. Yeah, and Daisy Daisy No, it's true, and all linked in. Professionals, I told you this. This is my fact of my impression It was originally called A Force. A force, yeah, yeah. So A-team, A team, everything's all linked. Yeah, not G force no, no. uh, so not G force
1: no, A force. So let's let's go through the characters here. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about George Cowley, nicknamed Morris. Uh, uh, which in the Man Called Quinn episode, that's more uh, explained. I don't know. Uh, he's named after the uh, the car. He's nicknamed he's named after the car. Of the same name. Oh, ah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, Cowley is founder and head of CI five and Bodian Doors Boss. Previously a major in the British Army, and later in the secret services, including MI5, uh, before being second to CI5 to form and manage the team, a confident and very experienced man, able to defend himself against physical and high-level political attacks. With many contacts and friends in high places, he is not afraid to clash with leaders of other services, like special Branch and again MI5, or to speak his mind, being insolent even towards superiors, one of whom looked up Cowleys as not a very civil civil servant. His operatives sometimes call him the Cow, though not to his face. Cowley's favourite tipple is, ironically, um, Scotch whiskey. Uh, cow, a something about it. Tell us a bit about Cowley. What do you think about Cowley?
2: When, when he's, uh, he was a really interesting character, really, because he, he, he still had the classic where he'd shout at them too and bang his thing saying. Oh, you can't do it this way, you know. Is that, is that the, is the, the American equivalent? The black, uh, the black superintendent. Exactly. <laughs> it's a classic thing in all cop shows. But he, he was the same with his superiors. Yeah. And that was the interesting thing. And I, I always liked these character because he, it was a funny, it's a funny program really, festivals because like you see most police procedural programs, you'll see a big police unit and there'll be secretaries. In that, you never saw anyone. Mm. It was just them and Cowley. That was the only people in it. And when it was originally uh, commissioned, it was meant to be an ensemble piece, you know? Yeah. A group of them. You Mm. saw this CI5. But because them two were so great, and Cowley was so great in it, it ended up becoming about them three. Mm. But it was never designed to be like that. Now, I'm
1: going to give you a bit of a parallel here. Um, Do you think that Cowley is very much like Hunter from Callum? Uh, yeah, I I know where
2: you're coming from. But yeah, we do that quite a lot in Britain character just looking
1: for the just looking for the notes here that obviously Callan Edward Woodwards Callan was a sole well worked for the you know, the company as I know, um, but he worked on his own and he had a couple of people with him, uh, most notably, Mears. Yeah. um But he's his bloke in charge, was Hunter out who, who would kill people who would stand up to physical, but also was in charge from the ministry. Um, just all that thing because I thought, you know, Callan, something that we will cover sooner or later on this podcast, yeah, yeah. has a lot of influence well, on a lot of no
2: You know, in the, I think in the 60s and the 70s, a lot of the British writers uh, liked outcasts in programmes. Mm. You know, you, you always like the outcome. and that's the fingers. we will go on with Bodie and Doyle. They're yeah. outcasts. Yeah. They, they couldn't have done anything else. They weren't cops, they weren't police. Mm. You know he was not a policeman. No. He, you know, I don't think I ever saw him get arrested. He, he, he didn't do that. <laughs> he and, uh, we don't up. do that anymore. I think the last mm. time like, like Life on Mars got back to Life on Mars got back to that, mm. didn't it? Having the outsider, like the prisoner, the outsider, Callum, yeah, yeah, the outsider. We did loads of it in the seventies. Yeah, I suppose was, you know Steed, probably not really the outsider because he, he was part of this. establishment mm. wasn't he? But we did it a lot. And I, you know, God, he was a, and and it's Gordon Jackson. He was a great British actor. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, he, he, you know. It's one of them people who go, Oh, what films have been in? Oh, I can't remember. You look back and he's been in loads of stuff.
1: Yeah, because I always Is The we... Wild
2: Geese? Yeah, which, hey, is, a
1: the link, and yeah. Yeah. which is classic. Uh, Doyle, second to Raymond Doyle, born circa 1949, is played by Martin Shaw, was a former detective constable who originated from Derby.
2: There's a big room, and he was from Birmingham, wasn't ah, like yeah.
1: But later lived in an unspecified city with parallels to Birmingham. Yeah, um, this is, there's obviously for that we we'll just talk about later. Uh, he was working in the city parts of his so end, as you've just turned. Out. He took art classes and appears to be musically inclined as well. An expert shot with a pistol, and he also ran <laughs> in his spare time, of course, <laughs> a karate class yeah. for children on his beat. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was recruited by Cowley and made his partner shortly after. Doyle is extremely intelligent and thoughtful, but is also quick to anger and his tendency to rush in often leaves Bodhi having to race to the rescue he's also more inclined to seek long lasting relationships with women and in one episode nearly married like Bodie, he enjoyed football but was also a good cook and enjoyed a more healthier lifestyle Doyle's bur- <laughs> perm hairstyle and 70's dress sense were actually chosen by Martin Shaw and his wife Mm. Don't I think they might have been wa- anymore mm. I, yeah. I think
2: they might have been watching stars and up to a bit there because it was very fashionable at the time. We got Kevin, in England we had like footballers didn't they Kevin Keegan you know, they all had it didn't they it was
1: a the perm you saying this is a scouse thing it, yeah well there you go <laughs>
2: he's, a, he's an interesting character you know because uh, oh, he was you know he's the in this moment, you're the same you watched it because of Bodie Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Right. But he was a brilliant with him, and that was what was that was what was brilliant. It it was the classic. Oh it was the ultimate partnership It was it? the ultimate partnership And uh, you know Like I said We'll talk more about how they, What they've gone on in real life But yeah. it, I mean you always thought They were best friends didn't You you, thought, hey, you can imagine Going out after girls Together and driving cars and, mm. But he wasn't Martin Shaw Was
1: nothing like him Was he No I mean it's, a bit, it's one of those um, One of those kind of partnerships It's a bit like um, The Sweeney You watch it because of John Thor Yet Dennis Waterman Was a really important part of it uh, Morecambe and Wise You watch it for eight Morecambe But there's no getting away from it Without Ernie yeah. Wise You wouldn't have got you it You wouldn't have got
2: Morecambe and wise. I don't think it's really made Bodie's character because as we'll talk about Bodie was a very different unusual character on a tv program he, he was i just he was the one who was i don't know he, he just he'd think wasn't he he was the thinker that's what I liked about him it, you know like i said I'm a, I'm a Bodie fan but doyle you know he was he was a thinker wasn't he he was the Rena- the more like the Renaissance man you know he was a bit more cultured wasn't mm-hmm. he? he he wasn't but then again, it was really tough, and one of the best ever episodes is where someone tried, where someone uh, injected him with loads of drugs. And
1: all the, epi- the episode, he was in a bed hallucinating all different people from his past. I'm <laughs> okay, that was a similar episode to the kind one. Bodhi, I'm going to ask you uh, something for you to think about as I'm talking about Bodie, I'm going to ask you who could play these characters now. All right, Not, don't ask yet. Yeah, yeah, can Because I've already got Bodhi sorted out. Oh. Uh, You're getting no over these. Uh, <laughs> William Andrew Philip Bodie. Born circa 1950, played by Lewis Collins, was a former paratrooper, special air service soldier, and of course, as Cal man said, that was in the Merchant Navy. Um, in Africa fighting fighting yeah. bush wars. He was noticed by Carrie during his SAS career and was asked to join CI fifteen in nineteen seventy five. A keen partier and ladies man <laughs> Bodhi had a witty comment ready for almost every occasion. He was more immediately approachable than Doyle and was generally relaxed and confident, although tending to hide his intelligence behind his hard man image. Specialising in weaponry, martial arts, and advanced dropping. Bodhi was the muscle of the three leads he enjoyed football cricket drinking and English yeah. literature what's not to like about that man this is the reason why I love the fact that he was brought up in the 70s that ladies and gentlemen yeah. who was really wished inspired
2: a, to be would you get a character like that now the way he was in that series well you know what the, no he's just <laughs> overly violent yeah. he punched someone rather than chat to him when does that ever happen in the like he did in the 70s people did he, he was a drinker he was a philandre, <laughs> loads of women on the go. He used to drive like a madman in his capri. Mm. He, he's just a fantastic character. And I always liked him, right? Because loads of the episodes all the way through it, there was always little things about his past, and he had a very, very dark past. Yeah, That's the thing with him. He was the darkest character. He had the smile and the witty lines. There was an episode brooding. You always carry. knew he'd done dodgy things mm. in his life. Yeah. Like I said, he was fighting in the Bush Wars... Which, you know, it was, was whites fighting against blacks, you know, who were trying to liberate their country, and he was fighting for the white side. What These things say, were always that, talked that, about, that, and I
1: always liked that. women that's, like that. That's, that's kind of, when you think about it, that's pretty scandalous anyway, oh, isn't it? Would you think no. like that? it was pro-apartheid? of course it is.
2: And, and I like that, because... The, 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 the writing then, British. Well, writing. The
1: you not the storyline,
2: not the. Yeah, but no, yeah. That's it. The, the, character, the, the writing then with characters, they'd make them a, a rounded character where they weren't all good or they weren't all bad. Yeah. Sometimes they were good, but they had bad
1: history. Like these days, they're just really good guys, aren't they? You know, the one that came close to that, I think, was uh, recently in Spooks. Now, I know you don't know. No, like I don't Spooks, Spooks but, I, no, but... I, quite, I, I really enjoy Spooks. And Richard Armitage, who's, uh, who I knew was going to leave that, Beautifully, would be signed up to the Hobbit, so there was no way he's going to be able to film that. Now his character ended up being fairly dark, all the way through with Russian mercenary tendencies, Yeah. and it, it turned out he'd kill people for for his own for his own means, his own good. And I was thinking, you know, well done, BBC, well done, BBC, for once, yeah, you know, pulling that. You should do me more. And as you said, yeah. You know, would 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 the, would the, the, the listeners, would the, would the viewers of TV be put off so much by a character who would have had such a bad past? Yeah. I don't think they would, the, because people are more intelligent. Well,
2: what, what, what this, this is... I think you hit the nail right on the head there. And this is what it's about, that just patronise a lot of viewers, that you can't make your own choice of if he, Like I said, if you met someone in the army in 1980... Hmm. You think what we, what we were doing in Ireland, in Africa, yeah. that would have had a dodgy pass, mm. and they didn't shy away from that. He's not a nice person. Yeah, well, yeah. He was a nice uh, person, yeah. but he did just have his psychotic moments <laughs> when he wanted to get know, everyone.
1: You I just thought of a character who, who uh, a recent character, I probably think, and he's an American character. Yeah. Garlak.
2: Oh, yeah. He, he, oh, yeah, no, he, he's, yeah. He was the best I, was, I always was. Because
1: really quite like Galak, but... And um, <laughs> he was a Because well, he was a tailor. He was also like what? But also because he was brilliantly played by Andrew Robinson. But that steed kind of thing going on. The, yeah, and uh, he, was a, he, he was a killer, wasn't he? He was a killer, yeah. He was a killer. He was put there to, to murder people, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. The thing. Uh, so, um, before going to talk about the cars, because that gets a bit geeky, have you thought of anybody who would play the three main characters? You, you but that...
2: No, who, who could play? Yeah, there ain't many people like a Lewis Collins around. There ain't many Louis Collinses around you're going to know nothing about Jason Staven yes I am. Jason like, actually he probably could do that really saying that he could yeah the he's a big charm, charmer charm. and he could also break your
1: legs yeah 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 he, who, who are you going to front then not <laughs> going to <front>. <laughs> <laughs> not, not going to he's dead uh, who would you have for uh, um Mike Shaw Mike Shaw who quite hard isn't it it is hard isn't
2: it I can't Th- these days probably a woman it would oh. it would they wouldn't have two male characters there mm. like that these days, this wouldn't do it. Who, who for Cowley? uh Cowley. Have we got any Scotch. Yeah, yeah you could have someone I'll tell you good, Bill Nye. it would
1: be annoying. Ricky doing it. You know what I think? Uh. this might sound weird now. We've had the beard, looking smart. Uh. Ricky Thomason. Yeah, that would be good actually. Because black, black. there was the newer, they bought the new professionals back, didn't they? Yeah, we'll talk about that, in that, that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a yeah. Martin Mm we oh, we'll come back to that. So let's talk about the cars. Yes. um The most famous car used by ci was the Ford. Capri, yes. Uh, the 3OS, uh, probably the Mark III model. To used. Bodhi drove a silver version from 1978 to 81 episodes. draw a gold one from 80 to 81. Carol used a later model, Ford Granada. You've got remember the yeah, yeah, model. The, yeah, yeah, the Granada, um, yeah. While well, all the Ford models, such as the Ford Escort RS 2000, uh, was driven by Doll and the Ford Cortina, mm, particularly the Mark V, the TF model, were occasionally seen. However, in the first uh, series... The cars were mainly those of British Leyland, including the Rover SD1, the Rover P6 Leyland Princess, oh dear, um, yeah. <laughs> the Triumph 2000... Oh, I think we had one of them—a uh, Triumph <laughs> Dolomite. So Triumph, oh gosh, and a Triumph TR7. No, that's class. That is a proper Court card oh, in Britain. I've
2: been yeah. in one of them. My, my dad once took me to school in one of those. It was a fantastic. Yeah, card. I think I've been in a TR7. Actually, you- I think I been in. When's the last time you ever it. saw a TR7? Uh, a bit of I, saw, I saw one about like, three
1: months ago at Did a car show. A car show, that driving i yeah, yeah, because I finally like I was in, you know, I was hanging around the bloody Ford Cortina Mark Three, more than that one. Yeah, everyone, these well. were class cars. Um, <laughs> yeah, I deserve uh, the SD1, uh, the Rover SD1. Uh, was a Tumic yellow uh, bore the registration M. 00229R. And in the new Avengers, John Steed drove an identical looking car with the number plate MOC229P. The producers of the Professionals DVDs have speculated that these may, in fact, be of the same car. Um, Rover took over the supply after um, British Leyland um, oh, well. uh, asked, for them, uh, asked for them back. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> because they're all asleep and haven't made any more. Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, you know, like, I think it's a bit like uh, the, the, the one for that was MINI. I uh, wonder who owned them at the time Doing the Italian job um, only gave uh, the Italian job producers a few cars and it nearly made them because uh, um, the other cars Fiat as featured in the Italian job so I said you can have as many as you want bloody very up. close to so it was going to be Fiat cars in that film because Mini couldn't be bothered to yeah, think about go. the potential avatar now when you think, look at Minis what film do you think of? yeah that's it You do. Yeah. it's just bloody British <laughs> industry in the 70s though weren't it in the 60s and 70s small minded yeah. now the first uh, of to Prominence in this series was a black uh, 1600 Capri used by CI5 agent Tommy McKay
2: yeah yeah but now uh, Tommy McKay was the one who always got he was meant to be the other the other main character eh? yeah, yeah. but he just not really he, used he couldn't get the screen time because as soon as he come on, people love them too, didn't they? Ah, oh,
1: yeah. Now, uh, many of the episodes featured some kind of car chase, a role for oh, which yeah. the Capri, at least in terms of its marketing position, was particularly well suited. To, uh, although, trying to park a Capri... Well, no, they're like, actually crap cars, but yeah. you can't get a better look in it. You can't beat Ford. You generally. can't beat a Capri. Yeah. Uh, well, for Cortina, <laughs> Yeah, the, Yeah, the, you know, two great... We don't yeah. make cars like that in Britain anymore, do no, we? Oh, I really wish I bought that one online. Yeah. Uh, to help maximise the on-screen action, Martin Shoe and Lewis Collins were taught stunt driving skills and encouraged to propel their prospective cars through streets as rapidly as possible. Ironically, though, London Weekend Television insisted that the stars be chauffeured to, <laughs> chauffeured to the sets. So they're
2: them there, they're driving like man-men yeah, when
1: they're, they're on their own own there. Oh, anyway. Uh, now, because this show was um, uh, so... Well, truthful, I suppose, because in the 70s racism was high, sexism was high, there was a lot of problems going on. Yeah, everyone drunk. Um, everyone was yeah. drinking it. <clears throat> he was criticised for his political incorrectness uh, by moral campaigner Mary. White House. Now, she was uh, uh, one of these people who's notorious in uh, the UK for um, arguing virtually every programme that came on television during the 70s and early 80s. To me... She's you know, prolific with her, Yeah, to me, Mary White House is, is like uh, when you see a film
2: on the TV and it says, this film is going to feature sex, drugs and violence. You think, oh, brilliant. And that's what it was with Mary White House. If you got her against your show, think your show was good. Yeah, uh, I really think so because it's a you good know, isn't it? interestingly, <clears throat> this is all in the link in the same thing. I was just t- telling you earlier, wasn't I, about that that documentary mm. about the video masters yeah, 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 they yeah. have got. She's on there talking about it, oh, and really? she's never even seen any,
1: Oh, well, isn't that? I don't need otherwise? to see it to know what's it. in oh. it. Well, yes, you do. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Of, I don't need to see a bad film. We can read about it. which well, yes, like yes, in America. Do. They've
2: got they've got the um, they've got their. Um, their censors have... No, it's the MPLA, not the MPLA, is it? They're, um... God, I can't think of the name of it now. But they've got yeah, a sensor mm-hmm. that's made up of a board that no-one knows who it is.
1: Oh, OK. And
2: they watch films. They and do watch them, so... They watch them, they have, they have, they but can... not always. Oh,
1: well... No, because if they find
2: it offensive, they won't watch it and then put it on an 18 or an X certificate, which, you know, in america is car. It's mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world, isn't it, get Well,
1: it? it's a bit like my, my attitude towards something for the weekend... <laughs> Yes. Which, which is a cookery programme on Sunday mornings now uh, I've got friends who are vegetarians and, uh, and I, I actually made a really nice vegetarian dish away. I think it's fine I've got nothing wrong about anybody being a vegetarian but the point is if you're doing a cookery programme yeah. the idea is to taste the food and if you can't eat meat then you, what's the point in presenting it's really it? it it's not you going
2: on it isn't it it's like you going on it and, and not so f- the only
1: thing you're going to eat is sausages yeah I'm so fussy. You, you can't be like that anyway just away from uh, now yeah at the time uh, such dialogue was of course not seen as disparaging towards protecting minority groups however in the late 1980s and early nineties. The series was criticised by feminist groups Yet oh. uh, with the exception of the Clansman episode Where racist terms were a necessary part of Exactly what I was just telling I... No, this is the point when um, Let's just talk about, a little bit about this, this um, Irritating thing that seems to have come in lately Of companies cutting um, programmes When they come out on like DVD Only Fools and Horses is notorious for this now, Only Falls Horses will be covered by Waffle because it's one of the greatest comedies. Yeah, yeah, we've just got to find a way of doing mm-hmm. it. I'm yeah, very- we, I've just got to figure out how we're going to do it because I've got to put clips in and, you know, it's going to be a big episode to do. Um, now, the usage of the word uh, packy in Only and Horses is quite a lot. Now, in the early 80s, uh, that was a well-known use to refer to Pakistan people uh, who are generally own corner shops. I said, like, go yeah, down to Pakistan. You shop. Shop.
2: just didn't think it was a racist no, term. Just... No,
1: no, I've always had this thing where it's a shortened version of like people saying a Scot is a Scotsman, uh, which I think would be perfectly fine, except for the fact that, of course, it has been used as an abusive term. Now, you've got to understand that that's part of its times. You can't go back and edit history. You can't go back and say, you know what... I think when we was doing the Crusades, it was a bit out of order. Let's wipe it out of the history books so no one knows about it. You can't do that. It's a matter of fact. And I think it's wrong to go back and edit television programmes for their content because people might get offended now. It's part of its time. That's what happened. So you can't be sort of like, like feminist groups. Yeah, of course, fair enough to be a feminist. That's OK. That's great. But... Campaign about stuff that happens now. There's no point in campaigning about stuff that happened in the and 1980s because one, you can't do anything about it, and two, you actually disrupt in history. And I think it's wrong. And I think really, you're, you're scum of the earth for censor. I hate censorship at the best of If you don't uh, like something, just there's an off button. Turn uh, it off. You know, Or if you know, okay, fair enough, if you watch this film, it's got loads of sex in it, you know, I'm, I feel uncomfortable watching stuff with sex, then don't go. And if you don't go, and you think, I didn't see it because of that, fair enough, you've done the intelligent thing, you've not gone and seen it, but how dare you turn around and cut stuff because you think of your moralistic point of view is good for, for everybody? No, it isn't. Because, you, again, I think people, as we discussed earlier, um, these people think, we're we'll all thick. We can't make a We all might think that somebody saying a racist word it means it's okay for us to go out and say a racist well, word. Well, that's I mean, stupid, we know... people, isn't it? Yeah, you can't I mean, you're a very small-minded. Yeah, and you can't.
2: You can't make a program on what a few stupid people are saying. And I know a lot of people said about that at the time with uh, the professionals while well, the kids were going to school yeah. and acting. But the point is, it was an adult program. If you're allowing your kids to watch it, that's your bag, isn't it? Yeah. You would have allowed your kids because kids didn't have TVs in the bedroom in the 1970s. They just didn't.
1: Oh, that was to the 80s when that uh, came I'm got to be honest with you. Uh, I really am in two minds whether my daughter's going to get her TV and get a TV in a room. Until she's like, you know, oh, in a teenager. No, yeah, you know. That's different. But there's certainly not everyone before <coughs> then. No way. Uh, use your imagination. No. Um, but it was, the, you know, yeah. Bodhi... <laughs> Oh,
2: sexy Well Yeah, but he was a
1: sexist character. Oh, exactly. I mean. uh, looking at the research that we've done, and to be fair, I've done a lot more research online. And also, there's a really good uh, professional's fan page out there. I didn't copy it down. I do apologise for that. But what you got to do is just type in the professionals oh, there's, a of your of amazing, there's, there? there's one on there which is so detailed, it's unbelievable and absolute. Fair play to the guy who's done it. I think he's been a bit ill according to his website. But um, it, I might drop him a note just to let you know we've covered this because yeah, yeah. Uh, his webpage you can't go wrong. It's the most detailed fan page of any television program no Oh, no. I didn't even know that it's am- like It a is amazing of, isn't like, it It's, it's a ama- oh, it, it- know. It's got, uh, everything And I copied uh, I didn't copy it But um, I did make sure that <laughs> some of the Sites where we get Our information Were correct And uh, I'll tell you what He's banged the key And fair play to the guy um, And i look only The swing was more racist Than what uh, the professionals were well, There wasn't much racism In, uh, in uh, the professionals
2: Well no Because he was an anti-racist They were anti-racist Weren't they oh, yeah, was. That was the point You know the dealt with racists and if you're dealing with a racist character how would you know he's racist unless he says
1: something racist on the screen? You know I've just thought of um, the mind sheen well mind sheen mind, yeah. mind sure
2: what, what? who? <laughs> who you got
1: there? Mark Warren Yeah
2: Mark Warren's wicked he was in Mad Dogs. he's brilliant or uh, the other man Max Beasley
1: I like Max Beasley Max plays no, a good Max tough Max guy Beasley better. Max Beasley with plays Jason a good, he plays a good tough guy and yeah. Bill Knight or Vicky Thompson in charge of it. yeah that would be good controversial controversial thing Uh, So, we're going to talk a little bit now about uh, Martin Shaw. Now, the reason why we're going to pick Martin Shaw out for the moment is because he, uh, I don't think so much now, I think he's under Dustin Hoffman and realised that being an arse is not the best thing for your career or for your fans. Um, Now, Martin Shaw was publicly critical of the series during, during... yeah. He didn't want to do it, did he? Did he? Yeah. there's nothing else to do. Well, quite clearly five series paid you very well. Exactly, right? made him a star. Yeah, and I think he was playing a one-dimensional character in a one-dimensional show. Okay, uh let's let's put this it out. It's a police television TV series. There's three of you in it, you drive fast cars, you kiss women, you drink beer in and you have fights. <laughs> what do you think you were signing up for? Hello. I, I know, that's it.
2: <laughs> well, oh. <thanks> <laughs> I just think it was him being... Because he'd been a Shakespeare... He'd trained at the Shakespeare and all that. But, you know... It made his name, and sorry, if, if you most I know it's a bit different in this country now. You got know, John Deed and all that. Yeah. But I still, most people say, what was he in the go professionals Professional. about? You know, the age group. Yeah. Because the weird thing with professionals probably come on
1: to it was it was never repeated. But we'll get on no, to Yeah. Well, one. yeah, we're going to, I'm going to talk about that now. now. several years after the series ended, London Weekend Television was contractually obliged to renegotiate repeat fees with lead actors. Uh, I, I think this probably actually started the, the, before then. Of course, there was no fees. No, we no, no. no fees pretty bad. Uh, willing to accede to Martin Shaw's demand. Plans plans for further repeat screens to the UK's ITV network had to be withdrawn, leading uh, to Lewis Collins' expression of anger towards Shaw in an interview for the British Press. However, Shaw eventually agreed to UK satellite screenings going ahead, although supposedly only after being made aware that Gordon Jackson's widow, actress Rona Anderson, was sufferingly financially. Unfortunately, of course, Gordon Jackson died in 1990. So, you know at least he did the right thing there because you've got to think about other people than just well, yourself it, well there was loads of rumours he, he was supposed to have be been terrible to the,
2: the staff on the programme as well where Lewis Collins was supposed to be laughing so he'd be giving the bar he'd the, the yeah. cr- you can imagine that can't you yeah? yeah, because can he had be, that really. work he, he obviously he must have been the same actor but Lewis Collins I think he was always very thankful hmm. for what the but you know he never did he never did much. You know, we'll be, are you going to talk about what, Lewis Collins, what What else did he do? We'll, we'll, I can, go, we'll, we'll go on to that. Yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> but he always thought, he was like, so he come across as like, yeah, I, you know, I'm an actor, and doing this, I'm really enjoying this, loads of kids want to be me, all mm. women want to... And Martin, so he's like, I, I, that's the one thing about Martin Shaw. Is he, I always think he had
1: that aloofness about him, didn't he? Yeah, you get the odd actor who actually... You know really does connect with the cast and crew and and it's a bit like when you work in hospital if you're, if you're good to the nurses, the nurses are going to make sure you have a good shift if you're a ass, you're yeah. in for a tough ride. i can yeah. tell you um I tell you who's a bit like that he's um, Hugh Laurie lobby um he because you know, he know plays a piano band he's always doing gigs and stuff with people. oh he oh you play your time you' want a gig he lobby yeah i have a gig I do that kind of stuff keeping it with the with the cast and crew so what are you are doing yeah. it because you're all doing a job when it comes down to it you're all part yeah, oh of it man you know if you work with people you're there like <laughs> uh, uh,
2: filming wise you're 12 hour a day I suppose it's a, a bit, bit, bit like it was a bit shatner as well when Shatner always thought he was better than it didn't know, and I yeah. think it but I don't think he bugged at people like that where Lewis Cullen like no, no, well, no. It's a really popular show. Yeah. It's getting like 10, 12 million people. Yeah. What they'd begged for now, TV yeah. programmes for. Of course, bloody hell. Uh, you
1: mentioned Shatner there. Uh, this isn't a wig uh, fact. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, his programme, Shit My Dad Says, starts on 5.00 on Thursday. I've watched it. you not, not impressed with it? No, it's terrible. I've, like, I've heard that people say that the first episode was pretty bad, but then it actually... Well, I see, what I've was- only
2: watched the first episode. his yeah, exactly. timing... Was so far off. What about that? But, but then again, his timing work not great in Star Trek. <laughs> <Definitely. So
1: laughs> not after that. <he> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what about um, Shatner's um, interviews that he's been doing? He did um, Scott Bakula. I haven't saw Yeah, I haven't it saw that. That was yeah. pretty good. Got, yeah. Shatner's War Nerve oh, no, yeah, not... I don't know what channels are on, but uh, oh. Rico Dosti from um, Oh, he does it with him. Scott. Uh... Scott Bakula was one of his interviews, and he also gets to interview Walter Koenig Oh my, well, what's uh, that? Not mean? too sure who's going to be doing. Wow, like I said, I don't don't think Star-, car, right?
2: Star Trek Enterprise is one of the best Star Treks that people don't like. And oh, I'd be very interested
1: sure. what Cool about. Anyway, oh, right, right. That's leave, it. Leave, leave it. Leave it. Dominic Keating. Yeah. Weird man. In a Sherlock Holmes, that shit film. Anyway. Uh, okay, so the Legacy. Now, what was the program that came after um, The Professionals? What was made it? Well, the,
2: when that was cancelled, wasn't it uh, a was Cat's uh, Eyes or Dempsey and Mate piece? It was Dempsey it? and Mate. Yeah, I mean, it was can one I, of those. Can I just. Yeah, what's your thought here? Glennis Barber. Let's sort all of mm-hmm. think about Glenys Barber, Glenys Barber for a second,
1: yeah. There we go. there yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. No, spent. Not now, obviously. <laughs> Not now. if just spent seven. So, but I mean, then she was a beautiful woman because she was. Oh, uh, and she. I think she was doing, wasn't uh, she? Was oh, she because she was in Black Seven as well, wasn't she? No, we've got Black Seven fans out there, so. Clennis mm. Barber. I think around about the same time, but she, she was hot stuff. She was hot stuff, and uh, of course married to the guy, Miles Ma- Dempsey. Now. Michael Brandon. Michael, Michael Brandon. Brandon yeah,
1: still married as well. Then, too, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really remember much of the series. I just remember being oh dear with Clennis Barber. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, that ITV. Yeah, uh, after the ITV produced Dempsey uh, May, Dempsey May, um, Dempsey May was its replacement, whilst uh, Raymond Monroe produced Special Squad for Australia's network 10 in the mid-80s, following Professionals' format. A revival series CI-15, the new Professionals, were produced for Sky 1 in the late 1990s and starred Edward Woodward, uh, but unfortunately it was not really a success. The BBC introduced one of my favourite television programmes in the 1990s, uh, which features several professional themes. Do you know what it is? I recently bought it from Knockoff DVD Place online. What, Are you yeah. gonna cover it? It's in the night mid nineteen nineties. I don't know what. You did the theme tune, Some the theme tune for it. Not the most handsome of blokes, broken nose, long hair.
2: Oh, Northern. Spender! Spender! I was going to say spanker? was
1: uh, the comic, strip version of it. Remember the comic the strip version of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotta mention <laughs> that. Eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, Spender, which we will do. Man, I'm yeah. gonna have to lend that series because it's uh, not what's bad... the quality like on it? Yeah, well, it's just like watching it. Uh, it's just like watching ITV4, just transferred to DVD. Yeah. you know, it, it, you know, no, no uh, advertisements, obviously because it was on BBC One. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, quick shout for that. I uh, Must admit, uh, I'm a bit of a funny bugger. I don't like having uh, copied DVDs or anything like that. But- I think it's wrong because uh, of various other things. But when you don't produce them for DVD... Yeah. The BBC all again, not it? Loads of things, that's what I said. Bootlegs well, around. you know what? The worst thing is the BBC have a habit of just doing master transfer tapes and not actually looking after them. So if they produce Spender on DVD, you know what? The chances are it would be the exact same quality. Because it's off UK gold. So there you go. Hang me if you want to. Um, yeah, the, the remake um, that came out uh, in 1999 wasn't really... We watched it, didn't we? Because we were living in the same Yeah, it, it, it
2: just didn't... It just wasn't right, was it? No. It was a bit politically
1: correct. It won't worry why it was all right. And it, it, had a, it had a woman, as you said, because they've the got to the, do the, the, the thing so they had a, a Well, it's lady. like they did be yeah. Battlestar Galactica, weren't it, where you bring
2: Starbuck, the great the greatest character out there, which on you make it a woman. Even though that did work in the news, in yeah. the thingies, but it wouldn't work with... No character could be a female Bodhi. Uh, how could you do a female...
1: Female Bodhi? Drinking and... Shagging fighting them. and having all that because he had to have been in the army. <laughs> I suppose been. this is it, they'd probably do it'd it be interesting, it. but you'd have to. I can't well,
2: well, no, if you they, were get the female, you'd do it, would be Doyle, it'd be the, uh, the female, okay? Although, I'll
1: tell you what, that would be a really good challenge for any female writers out there to write a character as strong as that and see if they get away with it. And they could do it if, if it was done writing wrote properly. But for the Starbucks, I... she was like really. Oh, yeah, well, yes, I suppose so. She, she was really, really tough in it. it? And you know, said like nine Sackhoff. and all that, you know, she was tough characters. I think Katie Sackoff would win. Yeah. Should she beat us up. Yeah, fucking. Like, and I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay, some trivia. <coughs> I know you like these trivia, bits, Go right? on, in nineteen eighty four, some of the team behind the Comic Strip T V series produced a spoof entitled The Bullshitters <laughs> featuring two characters called Bonehead and Foyle in an episode called Roll out the gun barrel. Bonehead and Four returned to the TV screens in 1993 in the comic strip one-off. Detectives on the edge of a nervous breakdown alongside shouting George from the weenie, which was a paradox on uh, Jack Regan from the Sweeney, Spanker, which was Spender, <laughs> and Jason Bentley, which is, of course, department's S, so of Jason King. Uh, Peter Jackson's 1987 film Bad Taste featured Astro Investigation Detective Service, otherwise known as... Uh... I'm not very really good at uh, acronyms. AIDS. Uh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, employed the boys, who were a Dawn and Bodie parody complete with the Ford Capri. Now, if you think about it... Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even know that. You didn't know that, so, did you? Oh, well, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, because
2: one's got the perm... Yeah, that's right, actually. There you go. Because you've got a bit of that. I bet they loved it in Australia.
1: I bet oh they loved God, that, yeah, didn't they? Uh, in ninety asked a really good fact. Well, thank you for me. Right. In 1996, Nissan Cars ran a humorous advertisement based on the series featuring Bode indoor tight characters testing out the Nissan Almera. Um The 1980 episode of Blood Sports featured one off appearances by Ruby Wax and Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Now, when seen in the show, Wax was immediately recognizable playing an American student, and Brosnan was seen a T V a TV surveillance fan. Apparently, the payment for that episode went towards Brosnan's first air ticket to the United States, where, of course, he went and played... Remington Steel right? Steele. So, professionals responsible for... You you During the 1980s, Lewis Collins was considered as a replacement for James Bond oh, no. for Roger I, Moore after Moore announced his intention to retire from the war. However, Roger Moore continued for, for the two Bunfolds and the barn uh, the one he He could have done ball. it. I, I think he would have been brilliant at it. I, I really think. You because know, when you think about it, right, um, isn't Lewis Collins a bit like uh, George Lazenby? Yeah. I just
2: think he, he, he would have. Because the thing with him, he had the. He, he, you know, this is an expression not too many people know in the state. He had the thing called the gift of the gab. Mm. And, and he really did and Bun needs to do that yeah. it's what Daniel Craig's weakest I think Daniel Craig's weakest point is yeah. I think he's got the whole package right he's just not he hasn't he ain't got, got that full ticket there. he ain't yeah. got that quickness of mm. like your have beat he's always got as well as beating people. he could always beat people verbally yeah. Um, Daniel Craig hadn't done that I know he's supposed to be The early part of Bond Yeah so hopefully That will come in Yeah the but Lewis Collins Could have done
1: that He would have oh, been brilliant Me I was, tra- was travelling Back from Farnham uh, At the weekend We had I uh, know oh, it's not your cup of tea But it was a free In, the new- in uh, one of my dad's newspapers And it was um, It was Tom Jones In concert right? Now oh. One of the songs then It was Thunderball Yeah
0: no, now,
1: Which is a great And yeah, it is a, good um, there's a There's a bit in that Bond theme Which seems to be In the early ones Where it's just like, like um, Part of the theme tune they should bring that back, because instantly recognisable as a Bond theme. Yeah, well, I, been, yeah, well,
2: the last, you know, I've quite liked the last two, but they haven't been Bond themes. No. As, yeah, songs, like... as songs, as songs they've been good. But yeah, you know, need you to get a Bond about... theme. They need, they they need to do all you know, that. No, they want need want to do that. Well, basically, they need to have an orchestra for a yeah, Bond for, theme. Forget trying to get in the charts. i, mean, do I mean, it, it, it won't part. work anyway. Nah, they yeah. never sold, so it didn't work either. And that was bloody Jack. When Jack White
1: and people can't get it, you might as well forget it. exactly. Uh, So let's talk about the actors then. Uh, Gordon Cameron Jackson OBE, born 19th of December 1923, uh, passed away 15th January 1990 in Glasgow. Uh, Jackson had become a household name playing the stern Scottish butler Hudson in 60 episodes of the period drama Upstairs Downstairs. He won an Emmy for Outstanding Single Performance by a Supporting Actor for the episode The Beastly Hunt. Uh, in '74, he was named British Actor of the Year, and in 1979, he was made an OBE. Uh, in '72, Jackson was cast opposite Betty Davis in the American television movie Madame Sin, which was released in Fire Markets as a feature film. Uh, he was also in Heart to Heart, Campion, Shaka Zulu, The Shooting Party, The Whistleblower, Cards on the Table. Uh, he was also in um, uh, quite a, a, a few things from the early black and white films, like, as we mentioned uh, Hell drivers. Uh, in 1989, he was diagnosed with bone cancer and he died the following year, age 66, and is cremated at Golds Green Crematoria.
2: Uh, brilliant actor. He was a brilliant, limit. just one of them
1: faces. Yeah.
2: And I know, you just, you really believed him as Kay, didn't you? Yeah, that was the thing. You really believed he was like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think he went far enough, that. was he? <laughs> I it? think
1: he liked a drink, didn't he? Oh, we don't want that. <laughs> uh, uh, Martin Shaw, born 21st of January 1945, in. Now, people say he's a brummy, but is a... he? In Birmingham, he hes a drummer Yeah, yeah. Did a lot of rep, uh, a lot of rep there. Uh, his first while on television was in Coronation Street. Okay. Mm. Uh, then went on to do uh, uh, was in uh, 11 episodes of Doctor at Large in 71 hmm. you uh, Doctor at
2: Large you liked the Doctor that shows, was uh, yeah.
1: John Cleese and Grand Channel was first uh, few episodes he's right? um, later obviously he was in Professionals, a uh, Helen and Woman of Today Cream My Coffee a Dennis Potter play uh, East Lynn, The Last Place on Earth uh, his bigger roles then came back uh, which which people think of him as uh, in The Chief uh, he was in Rhodes uh, he was in The Scarlet Pimpernel as uh, Shovelin a&E he was in from 97 to 2002 um, but it's really Judge John Deed that majority of people nowadays know him as, and of course Inspector George Gently um, yeah perfect TV career not many films yeah, yeah I only saw him in on one film I
2: saw him in, he was in you know he was also in um,
1: A Hand of the Basketballs. yes he was wasn't he yeah when he played, played, yeah, when he played the, 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 the
2: American, young Henry yeah yeah
1: uh, Lewis Collins oh. no he's got an interesting career uh, 27th of May 1946 in Birkenhead Cheshire
2: he has oldies as well though 64 yeah.
1: bloody <laughs> hell uh, in 1982 he auditioned for the Wilders we said James Bond but his audition was deemed too aggressive <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was in the 1982 film "Who Dares Wins," which I think is brilliant. It is a it's a classic film. film. He,
2: he, we're not, you know,
1: his acting weren't a lot different. No, <laughs> this is probably. No. Really. Now I'm not 100 percent sure if this is correct, um, but everywhere I've looked on the internet, it seems because just, it just seems so crazy. I just don't get, don't do it. but. You know, correct us if we're wrong. After he did Who Dares Wins, he subsequently applied to join the SAS. Oh, I've heard that rumour. <laughs> yeah. I hope but, it's true. <laughs> but was rejected due to his fame, despite passing the entrance test. His preparation for the film gave him a passion for guns, and in 1981 he was fined 300 quid after discharging a shotgun in his living room. <laughs> in 2002, after a tip-off from his estranged father, police searched his house in and Chal- uh, St Peter. Discovered... <laughs> Machine guns, pistols, <laughs> shotguns and ammunition. <laughs> Collins hadn't lived at the house for seven years and was not charged over the matter. I've got to be honest with you. I think I'd remember that if I'd left them there, don't you? You yeah, know, that's yeah, best a towel maybe, you forget. He's is what you want you back to being line. Lewis Collins married school teacher Michelle out in nineteen ninety two and a couple of three sons, Oliver Elliot and Cameron, they now live in Los Angeles. Collins holds a private pilot's licence and his hobbies include parachuting and sports shooting, rifle and pistol. Uh, he also holds a black belt in jujitsu and is trained in karate. He can also play some musical instruments, having played in the mojos before he became an actor. At one time, he lived in a converted uh, ambulance. Well, um, yeah. Film roles and stuff and TV. Uh, mm-hmm. His first notable one was in Zed Cars, which a lot of people uh, come from. He was in uh, two, uh, an episode of the New Avengers where he played Umar Shaw. Shaw. He was in then A Knight of the Town. He was in Robin of Sherwood. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, in the episode the Chef of Sheffield Nottingham as Philip Mark. Carly's Web, Blood, uh, Blue Blood in 1988. Jack the Ripper, he played George yeah, yeah. Godley in Iron uh It was a couple of Alfred Hitchcock uh, presents and Blast Blood in 1990. Uh, he was in the television series. Do you remember this? Cluedo playing Colonel Mustard. Do you remember that? It was like the was oh, sort of game show. Yeah, group. yeah, He was in uh, two episodes of Tarzan, two episodes of the Grimleys playing Digby's dad. And he was also in The Bill. His film role, though, uh, he was in uh, <laughs> Confessions of a Joy Instructor yeah, in right. 1976. Two Who Dares Wins. Codename, Wild Geese. Wild Geese too, is was- Commander Leopard. <laughs> Der Commander in 1988. There's a thing going on there. <laughs> yeah. This is something you might be interested in. Yeah. He's in 1066. A feature film to be released in 2011, playing Earl Godwin. This looks like Pretty a yeah. fairly um, low-budget uh, oh. uh, film, but it's on IMDb, so uh, that's to come out to their own. So if that comes out, yeah we'll go through yeah, it. to that. <laughs> There's that, fair play to it. he didn't let you down with his life. He just it. didn't let you down, does he? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, uh, maybe Charlie Sheen should learn uh, some lessons, uh, you uh, idiot. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think you're getting the SAS now. I think he'd probably find, he probably failed the contest. body can get out the door. Apparently, he's passed two drugs tests like that. <laughs> he's passed them. He's <laughs> clean. How can he be clean and still do what he does? With two women. <laughs> yes,
2: as I've said, top soul,
1: excellent. Okay, <laughs> uh, So that's the professionals. Kel, uh, uh, I know he's going to be a stupid question, but out of 10, you're waiting for the professionals. Uh, eight. I hate to have to you know. like, I, I, I was, Even now? Yeah.
2: Well, like I said, it just reminds me of being young and thinking this is what a man was all about. <laughs> okay, I yeah. thought that's what Did I mean, And exact- my girlfriend was the first bloke she fancied on TV. Your girlfriend was the first bloke no, she fancied my girlfriend. <laughs> my girlfriend, the first bloke she fancied on it was TV, Lewis TV was Louis Collins. She wife. didn't know why, but she just she said she was quite embarrassed when he came on He was very masculine. He was very, very masculine, yeah.
1: Excellent. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a seven out of yeah. ten. Um, we just about it. I yeah, think it's like I say, yeah. Like I said, it'd be very interesting because I said most people in Britain,
2: probably know about this. It'd be very interesting. People in the states, if you could get, I don't know if you know, you can get it in the states. It'd be very interesting. I'm sure you could from somewhere. I'm sure you can. It'd be it'd interesting be. what they thought about it yeah. because that is a very different world of Britain and they probably know about. Oh, Britain so, in the late 70s was not very nice. Not a very nice
1: place, no. And uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be, we'll be cover stuff like the Sweeney and uh, and all those other yeah. gritty yeah. police dramas. Um, no idea what we do doing in the next episode because we haven't talked about it and we'll just sit here with silence going on. Uh, yeah. But of course it will be up on the Facebook page. Cal, we have a Facebook page. Do you want to talk about it? I do, yeah, because I do go on there every
2: now and again. You do? And I think some of them new people might be from my... Uh,
1: College course, but I don't know. <laughs> really, hello, college course people. Uh, yeah. If he, isn't you, the new on the Facebook, uh, then please do join it. We've uh, got 158 members now, uh, which is uh, pretty good, I think. Really. So I think it's really, really good. I think it's really good because we don't know 158 people. That's no, we like, don't. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, so join the Facebook page. It's a group Um, because a few people have typed that in and and couldn't find it so uh, uh, go to Facebook type in Waffle On Podcast and you should see the group and join there uh, and give us a like if that happens we're also uh, on Twitter well I am and that's under Hawkeye Meds any comments feedback or emails or just general chat you want to talk to okay. us about then please do send it to waffle at gmail.com those competition winners we mentioned earlier on please do send us your address otherwise you won't get your badge we might send it to somebody else um, that's it for this episode thanks for joining me goodbye and we'll speak to you soon take care oh here's the theme music too. Straight to streets of San Francisco I was going to say something elsewhere then for find reason I don't remember what the music was itself anyway no, let's not go there.
0: 11 teams of two in an exciting race around the world to win $1 million on The Amazing Race. I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize. We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So when you've had enough of that awesome British humor from Meds and Kel on the Waffle On podcast, check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes, and we'll see you at the Fast Forward. Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes. By searching Nash 4077 podcast or online at www.nash4077.pawbean.com.
2: It's here the follow up release to my Stargazer music project, MW Orbit, the short story and musical journey of an artificially
0: intelligent probe launched by NASA to explore the Milky Way galaxy. Greetings. I'm M.W. Orbit from the planet Earth. Is there anyone there?
1: To purchase your copy of M.W. Orbit...
0: Head on over to MW-Orbit.com to listen to samples, download your free bonus song, and purchase your digital instant download from CD Baby. Of exploration in not only the universe but in human emotion and discovery from the perspective of a small robot probe named MW Orbit.
1: The short story and musical journey.
0: Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. between the two of us.
2: Well, that is true.
0: <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly, the podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com.